Good evening, my dear friends and curious souls. Welcome to Mysteries After Dark, a horror podcast. My name, you may wonder. Just think of me as your old grandpa, spinning tales from a time long gone, and some from not-so-distant past. In my younger days, my grandkids would crowd around me, their eyes wide in anticipation or fear, eager for the evening's gruesome tales. Now I extend this tradition, this gift, to you. So pull up a chair, stoke that fireside, and let the shadows dance on every corner of the room. Let's journey together into the heart of darkness, where we unmask the unseen, discover forbidden secrets, and unburden the forgotten tales of the past. So dim the lights, my friends, and let's delve into the mysteries that emerge only after dark on our wonderful, unnerving journey. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, I write to you today with an experience that has been a part of my life since I was a child. I've always had an uncanny ability to perceive the unseen, the unheard, elements of this world that remain beyond the reach of most individuals. I am now 24, and this extraordinary ability has not left me. Often, I find myself jolted awake in the dead of night, confronted by the sight of objects, or perhaps what were once human figures lingering within my line of sight. These apparitions, however, remain silent. On occasion, peculiar noises breach the quietude. My gift, if that's what one can call it, also stretches to an inexplicable knowing of personal matters concerning others, information that is strictly confidential. I can't help but question, am I different? Could it be that I'm teetering on the brink of sanity? This so-called gift is one I long to return. Four months ago, I became a homeowner. Since moving in, my dreams have been invaded by nightmarish visions of the basement. I've witnessed cryptic shadows meandering around my new home and heard the unsettling sound of unexplained noises in the night. The house itself has been standing for 47 long years. Hospitals overwhelm me. I feel an oppressive presence surrounding me and the room temperature drops chillingly. I find myself sinking into a sense of despair the question haunts me, what am I to do? My mother insists that this is a divine gift bestowed upon me by a higher power, and yet I find myself longing to return it unopened. Though I'm not fearful of these strange phenomena, I worry that one day I might be. Save for my mother, I have confided in no one about these experiences. For fear of being perceived as unstable, I've kept quiet. I've sought answers in literature, in cinema, Yet the mystery persists. Am I bound to this gift forever? Will my offspring suffer the same fate? My youngest child, barely two years old, already mirrors actions from my own childhood. She displays a focused attention before entering a room, reminiscent of my own behavior. More disconcertingly, I've heard her share conversations with unseen companions. The shadows that frequent my home seem to gravitate towards her room. I see shadows, but I'm left wondering, why can't I see what she sees? Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, Imagine, if you will, 
an eerie night under a full moon. A small group of us, led by my uncle, set off to an old church graveyard, hidden deep in the woods down a long and narrow dirt road. It was an event that introduced me to things I will never forget, and to this day makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. Traversing through the winding track, we reached our destination a little past midnight. The moonlight illuminated our surroundings, casting long, ominous shadows. My uncle then proceeded to recite an old tale about Grady Harrison's grave. It was said that if one touched the four corners of his grave, his apparition would appear to give you his fiddle. Egged on by the story, my sister and cousin, who were braver and older, decided to test the legend. As they moved toward the grave, a thick layer of clouds blanketed the moon, muffling its glow. Suddenly we heard something, a voice calling out our names. Ephemeral orbs materialized from the woods, flickering and moving in all directions. Trying to beckon the girls back to the safety of the van proved futile. But then I saw it. Grady Harrison's figure materialized right in front of them, a detailed white figure, like fog or shadow, dancing a jig and playing his fiddle. When they finally spotted the specter, panic ensued, and they rushed back to the van. But our ordeal didn't end there. The van, despite being brand new, refused to start. And then, we saw an old walking cane protruding from the church window, twisting and turning oddly. The orbs started converging, and strange noises filled the air. After some agonizing moments, the van finally roared to life. In the back of the van, we children fashioned crosses out of pens, hoping for some divine protection. As we sped away, a demon-like creature chased us. It had a black body with a red face, four legs, and a mane that seemed to be ablaze. Its fiery eyes locked onto mine, causing a wave of nausea to wash over me. But as soon as we hit the paved road, it vanished. Before this night, I had encountered other spirits, having visited all 13 Alabama ghosts. But after this night, my hunts for the supernatural ceased. I have always believed in God, but witnessing the events of that night, I found myself believing in the devil and the wickedness he brings. So, dear listeners, if you ever find yourself near Kinston, just outside Op, Alabama, and wish to test your courage, venture to Harrison's graveyard on a full moon night. But remember, you've been warned. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, Allow me to share a chilling tale from a handful of months back that unfolded in the peaceful tranquility of the countryside where I reside. One eerie evening found me driving down the desolate path known as the Causeway, a road as familiar to me as the back of my hand en route to my boyfriend's dwelling. My ex-boyfriend with whom I had spent the evening was driving ahead of me in his own vehicle. True to form, he succumbed to the allure of the open road and sped away, leaving only a cloud of dust in his wake. As I continued, navigating the winding road at a prudent pace, an unusual sight appeared before me. A vintage cart, tethered to a horse, was ambling along in the same direction. Illuminating the path was a quaint lantern, perched next to the driver. 
This bizarre spectacle was foreign to the causeway, and I couldn't help but feel intrigued. This was not a common sight for our farmland, where modern machinery had long since replaced such antiquated methods of transport. My curiosity was soon interrupted as the cart graciously veered off into a pullover point, allowing me to pass. As I advanced, I instinctively glanced at my rearview mirror, expecting to see the flickering glow of the lantern. To my surprise, the mirror revealed nothing but darkness. I dismissed it, assuming the lantern had extinguished, concealing the horse-drawn cart in the impenetrable night. As the journey continued, I soon found myself trailing my ex-boyfriend's car. Upon reaching his residence, I was compelled to ask him about the enigmatic cart. I inquired if he had noticed the old-fashioned vehicle on the causeway, hoping he could identify its mysterious driver. He replied with a look of bemusement, insisting that no cart had shared the road with us that night. Despite my detailed description, he remained adamant, even as the disbelief etched itself onto my face. One peculiar detail that further deepens this mystery is the fact that the causeway has no branching roads. Therefore, it would have been impossible for the horse-drawn cart to have joined the road post my ex-boyfriend's car. I'm left perplexed and questioning the very reality of what I witnessed, leading me to wonder if what I encountered was a spectral apparition. While I know of no tales about the ghostly presence of deceased farmers, the age-old history of my town makes me believe that anything is possible. As I narrate this chilling encounter to you, the mystery remains unsolved, teasing my mind with questions and leaving me with an eerie memory of an ordinary night when the extraordinary chose to visit. As the sun sets, I can't help but look at the causeway with a sense of suspense, half expecting to see the ghostly cart emerge from the shadows, its lantern casting an otherworldly glow on the country road. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, Let's journey back to the year 1992 in the quaint rural locale of Spring Hill, Louisiana. Picture me, a wide-eyed nine-year-old, settling into a charming house nestled within the heart of the countryside. The previous tenant, an elderly man, tragically passed away in the house after a strenuous day of yard work, succumbing to a heart attack right at the entrance. This morbid tale whispered between my parents, barely registered in my young mind. Fast forward a few months, and it wasn't long before strange occurrences started to unfold. Routinely, my mother would tuck me in at night and close my bedroom door. But one night, the sound of the opening door stirred me from my slumber. Expecting to see my mother, I discreetly opened one eye, only to find an empty doorway. But the distinct sound of approaching footsteps echoed in the room, causing me to quickly shut my eye. Mysteriously, the blanket was pulled over me, but no one was there. This inexplicable event happened more than once. One chilling morning, the tranquility was shattered by my mother's terrified scream. She claimed to have seen an elderly man standing by her closet, watching her. He was about 60, clad in a green and black flannel shirt and blue overalls. Frantically, she contacted the house's owner, inquiring about the old man's apparel when he died. 
The response was eerily accurate. A green and black flannel shirt and blue overalls. Fear gripped my mother. The paranormal activity subsided for a few weeks until three days after my birthday. Once again, the sound of the opening door was heard, with no one in sight, and the covers were pulled up over me. From then on, every night before going to sleep, I would whisper a good night to my unseen protector, who I affectionately termed Grandpa. I felt a sense of comfort, believing he was there to watch over me. This spectral companionship persisted until we finally moved out 13 years ago. The memories of the ghostly grandpa still linger, reminding me of that cute little house in Spring Hill, Louisiana, and the mysteries it housed. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, Picture this. A few months back, I found myself planning an overnight stay at a friend's house. All was set for a delightful night brimming with movie marathons. With her bed being absent at the time, she improvised swiftly, transforming a futon mattress into a makeshift bed and stashing it in her closet. Three china dolls adorned a small shelf perched around three feet above her TV. Something about these dolls held a strangely captivating allure. As a particularly dull movie dragged on, my attention began to wander. It was then that I noticed the dolls. When I glanced away and then back, it seemed as if one of the dolls had turned its head and was staring directly at me. A chill ran down my spine and I promptly alerted my friend. She swiftly covered up the dolls, but the eerie sensation lingered, robbing me of sleep that night. On another occasion, I found myself back at her house for another sleepover. Yet again, we busied ourselves watching movies. Recalling the mementos from our former boyfriends that we had both hoarded, we thought it would be therapeutic to burn them. After igniting the relics from our past relationships, we retreated back to the warmth of the house, armed with junk food to drown our sorrows. However, as we dug into our comfort food and were engrossed in the movie, we were consumed by a peculiar sensation. It was as if someone or something was watching us. Our eyes darted to the china dolls, and to our horror, the one closest to us had turned its head and was now glaring at us. Fear gripped us, and we fled the room in terror. My visits to my friend's house are always marred by such petrifying experiences, with the dolls always being the common denominator. Podcast listeners, have you encountered similarly spine-chilling experiences? I invite you to share your stories reach out to me at shortydarian2010 at hotmail.com. That's S-T-O-R-T-Y underscore D-A-R-I-E-N 2010 at hotmail.com. Regards. Dear Mysteries After Dark podcast, Today, I am here to share an eerie encounter from my childhood, a spine-chilling tale that has rooted itself deeply into the annals of my memory. Four years ago, when I was merely an eight-year-old child, 
My school teachers asked us to narrate stories about our scariest experiences. Among the myriad of spooky tales told that day, there was one personal encounter of mine that stood out, one that still sends a shiver down my spine as I recall it. One evening as I was preparing for bed, I felt an odd chill creeping up my spine. Although these chills were not uncommon, there was something peculiar about this one, something that made me feel uneasy. Not wanting to give in to my fear, I pushed the unsettling feeling aside and I drifted into a restless sleep. As I entered the realm of dreams, I found myself standing before a strange man who with a stern voice implored me to wake up. Despite my best efforts, I was unable to comply. Suddenly, I found myself back in the comfort of my bed. The vision of the man faded into the night. Unsettled but determined to get some sleep, I allowed myself to drift back into my dreams. To my horror, the same man appeared again, repeating his previous command, Wake up! His presence now began to seep into my bones, sending waves of fear through my body. I jolted awake, this time to find my little sister standing by my bed, her eyes wide with terror. She confided in me about a nightmare she had, of a menacing man haunting her dreams. This shocking revelation prompted me to allow her to share my room for the night. As we settled into bed, I once again fell into the clutches of my dreams, where the same man awaited me. This time, however, he added something new. I won't leave until you get my message. His words echoed in my mind, causing panic to rise within me. Upon waking up a third time, an epiphany struck me. The message the man intended to convey was not a threat, but a plea for protection. He wished for my sister and I to remain together, to hold hands while we slept. We followed through with this strange demand, holding on to each other tightly. As we lay awake, my sister murmured that she had been seeing the same man, instilling an overwhelming sense of fear within her. We wondered who this man could be, a lost soul bearing a grudge against us, haunting our dreams, or perhaps a guardian spirit trying to protect us. The answer remains a mystery to this day, a chilling reminder of our encounter with the unknown. This terrifying experience, dear listeners, has been etched into our memories reminding us of the mysteries that exist beyond our comprehension. The tale of the dream man, as we refer to it now, serves as a frightening reminder of the thin line that separates our reality from the world of dreams and nightmares. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, As a humble freshman in college, I was thrust into an unimaginable encounter that, to this day, still sends shivers down my spine. It all began on an average night, just a little past the stroke of midnight. We had been reveling with friends, and it was around 1 a.m. when I decided it was high time to turn in. My dorm, a typical freshman residence, was characterized by seemingly endless corridors lined with bedrooms, punctuated by shared bathrooms in the heart of each floor. My nightly routine took me to our floor's bathroom. I started my usual regimen, brushing my teeth, washing my face, the works. 
As I was scrubbing away the day's exhaustion, the air suddenly fell heavy. I felt a suffocating force that knocked the wind out of me, leaving me gasping for air. Nothing physically touched me, yet I felt an overpowering presence, a malevolent force so potent that it left me immobilized with terror. The pressure in the room shifted. My ears popped, as if a sudden altitude change had occurred. I could feel an ominous entity lurking behind me. My instincts screamed danger and believe me, had I dared to glance up into the mirror, I fear I would have been left a shell of my former self, condemned to an institution from the sheer terror of what I might have witnessed. Once I recovered my breath and mobility, I bolted down the corridor to the safety of my dorm room, wherein I took solace under my covers until sleep, at last, claimed me. Fast forward six to seven years, and I found myself in conversation with another alumnus from the same college. We shared common ground, having both served as a teacher's assistant for an identical professor. He was aware of my family's dynamic relationship with the supernatural and was eager to hear my tales. As I narrated my eerie encounter within that dormitory hall, he was visibly shaken. Disturbingly, he recounted how our professor had once mentioned a struggle with a demonic presence on campus during my tenure. Even more chilling was his revelation that our shared mentor had a mirroring experience in his office one late night. Never before had I come face to face with such a potent, undiluted evil. It left such a profound impact that it still fuels my nightmares. A part of me will always be curious about what I would have seen that night in the mirror, but the dominant part of me is filled with gratitude that I did not. Dear Mysteries After Dark podcast, Picture this. An 18-year-old existence in Hazel Green, Wisconsin, spent inside a house shrouded in spectral mysteries. I lived through an abundance of paranormal occurrences in that house, but one particular incident from my sophomore year of high school is etched in my memory, almost as if it was on repeat. The setting was my upstairs bedroom, and I had just drifted off to sleep. I was pulled back from the brink of dreams by a strange sensation. The mattress beneath my feet sunk, mimicking the weight of someone settling down. Initially, I dismissed it, suspecting my sister was attempting to pilfer my precious cell phone which was resting on a shelf near my bed. I decided to ignore the intrusion, hoping to return to the land of dreams. But no longer than five minutes later, I was roused by the mysterious weight lifting from my bed, as if the intruder had stood up. I sprang out of bed, determined to catch my sister in the act. However, as I opened her bedroom door, she was sound asleep, her innocent slumber contradicting my suspicion. Returning to my room, my cell phone was exactly where I had left it. A bit puzzled, I shrugged it off and decided to attempt sleep once more. But as soon as I settled in, that familiar sinking feeling returned. This time, fear took over, rendering me motionless on my bed. The silence of the night was broken by the echo of a little girl's voice, whispering, Hey, hey, are you awake? I was frozen in fear, stuck in a horror-filled limbo, debating whether I should move or not. 
Finally mustering all my courage, I sprang from my bed and dashed downstairs, escaping the eerie atmosphere of my room. That particular encounter with the spectral girl was a one-off. However, a friend of mine once reported seeing a little girl standing by a tree in my front yard, adding to the enigma that enveloped my house. The origin of this mysterious entity remains a mystery, but I must say, relocating from that eerie house was a relief. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, In the summer of my ninth year, home became an original coal miner's house, a place my parents had lived in before I was even born. The house bore the memories of their time here, and it was where my mother was pregnant with me before they moved when I was just 18 months old. The room that was mine had a peculiar feature, a closet with a sliding door that was oddly hung. The door, for some reason, began two feet above the ground and never seemed to close completely, always leaving a small gap of about an inch or two. Positioning of my bed was such that the closet was in direct line of sight, and this always open door was a constant feature of my bedtime routine. One peculiar night I awoke suddenly. The reason for my abrupt awakening escapes me. What doesn't, however, is the sight of the closet door, ajar about six inches to a foot. And through this opening, I saw a woman gazing at me. The sight was so startling that I let out a scream, bringing my parents rushing into the room. In response to their concerned inquiries, I shared the sight of the old woman in my closet, watching me. My dad was quick to dismiss it as a dream, a figment of my imagination. But my mom, she promised a chat the following morning. As the morning sun warmed the house, my mom approached me cautiously. She asked me to describe the woman I had seen. I told her about the gray-haired woman with beady eyes. And when she questioned why she wanted to know, she revealed something incredibly shocking. My parents had cared for my grandmother, my mom's mom, in this same house two years before I was born. The house had seen my grandmother battle cancer, lose her hair, and eventually lose her life a year before I came into this world. What I saw, my mom speculated, could have been my grandmother, her spirit just checking in on me. To this day, I believe my mom was right, that it was indeed my grandmother in the closet. However, the encounter has left me with a lingering fear, the fear of closets left ajar. I can't help but half expect someone to be waiting there in the shadows. Well, my dear friends, we've reached the end of yet another winding path. As the evening knits the night, drawing its comforting darkness around us, we must part ways, for now. You've traveled with me through unsettling alleyways of thought, and I hope our journey together has both enthralled and enchanted you. Like a spider's web capturing the moonlight in its delicate dew-drenched threads, until we meet again beneath the gossamer glow of the next moon, I urge you to keep your hearts open, your minds sharp, and your spirits daring. Remember, no star is ever out of reach, and no mystery is ever too daunting to seek.
This is your humble grandpa, turning the last page of our ebon-bound book for now. May your dreams be wistful, my friends. Farewell from Mysteries After Dark, a horror podcast, and tread softly into the night.